Everybody watched the eclipse? Yeah, it was a thing. Yeah, the thing that happened. You can say you were there. On the moon? On the, sun? the sun? On the sun. Did you get it where you were at? Uh, yeah, it wasn't totality, but it was it was pretty close. It was like 90%. It looked, it looked pretty good. It got dark and cool and windy, and it was weird. I liked it. Only about, seven, really... only about 75% here. See, I feel like mm. I was ripped off because it didn't get cool or windy here when it got dark. However, we, Dallas is right in the path of totality for the one seven years from now. Well, there's only one problem with that, Fort Max. We'll all be dead by then. <laughs> I think we were like 98 or 99% here. That's rad. It really didn't get as dark as I thought it was going to. Really? It just got dim. Well, it's already pretty dim in Tennessee anyway, so... <laughs> it was weird. I mean, like... It, it, everything got this weird washed-out color to it. Like, it was still... It's simultaneously noon and like 7 p.m. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So it kind of looked like uh, the day old for night shooting. Masters. No, it looked like day for night shooting. Yes, it looked like day for night shooting. Uh-huh. So here's here's one that was a there's a astrophysicist I follow on Twitter, and he took this picture up in Oregon. Is that the one that's on Reddit right now? Uh, I don't I don't know. There's a bunch on Reddit, but this is, I like this one. This one's like one of my favorites. I just posted it. Oh, cool. Yeah, that one's fucking rad. Uh, this is the one at the top of the page right now, which I guess you can just go to Reddit and see it yourself. I'll go ahead and link it for convenience sake. Because okay. otherwise I'd never go look. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one's cool. Yeah, that's a neat one. Neat, neat. Yeah, it's really neat. It's cool because there's couple people out there some construction guys on the other side of the street working on a house across from us and uh, he comes over with a pair of binoculars like oh i got a i got a solar lens on on the right eye so just go ahead and look there you can see it from there and we show because i made a pinhole box uh this morning and uh made that and i was showing people that were walking by and stuff it's really cool plus you know you got the fucking box I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we made the box yeah that's the joke the mickey thank you <laughs> well, I thought maybe he made the pinhole first and then went into it afterwards. Like, went side to side. <laughs> kind of rolled it around. <laughs> yeah, you hear it. Yeah, I stick my dick in the pinhole and you can still hear it. Like, I can still knock it against the sides, ringing a bell. It's like a micro machine version of your mom. Right. <laughs> the micro machine version of your mom is still about the size of a, like, Ford. <laughs> well, it's still still big enough that you can put the entire sun in it. So, and not like a Ford Focus either, like you know, an old Ford van, an Econo line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that was cool. Just kind of neat to have a distraction and everything else going on in the world. Yes, for the forty five seconds it lasted, pretty much. <laughs> and even then, you still had Trump looking directly into it. That's so perfect. <laughs> It really I is. I love those pictures of him squinting and looking at the sun. If everything wasn't so awful, I would say this is the best performance art ever. He comes next week with a mask and realizes it's Andy Kaufman. I, I was wait, up until Dick. inauguration day. I was actually waiting for that. No, it takes the mask off and it's Andy Dick. 
I'd, I'd still be less mad. <laughs> Actually, there's no mass. Just Andy that gained a bunch of weight for it. Yeah. Right. Smoke cigarettes for like, you know, six packs a day. Like you smoke cigarettes to lose weight. Yeah, but you do it to like get old looking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Andy Dick is already old looking. Is he? I have I don't really have a bunch of pictures. Well, of remember when he heavy drug use will do that. Well, and remember, uh, remember when, he, when he was in Voyager? Nope. <laughs> no, I'm saying remember how that episode of Voyager he was in? It's oh, been no. how many years since that? I mean, think about what he looked like on news radio toward the end already. And then, you know, add 20 years. Yeah. And a couple ass beatings from John Lovitz. Not enough, if you ask me. Like, I'm no particular fan of John Lovitz in general, but when it comes to beating Andy Dick's ass, like, I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, I actually like John Lovitz. He's always been... He's the critic. Yeah. Buy my book. <laughs> <laughs> the critic was okay. I never, like, paid enough attention to it to be, like, really into it. But, like, everything else I've seen John Lovitz in, I just don't really like his style of performance. Yeah, it's kind of one note sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but the I mean, critic like, gave him a strut. It's obviously designed to be off putting, and it's just super successful with me. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, the critic gave him, like, a structure and gave him a narrative and stuff. So it was actually, it was really good. Like, he wants to do other than be his gimmicky self. Right. That's, him... the, that's the thing I don't like. Right. Yeah, he, yeah. He needs something more to work with to be good. He needs himself. somebody else telling him how to be funny. Or it could just be he wasn't starting out live and the writers were shit. Well, that's that's always a possibility. All <laughs> <sighs> Moraine. Yeah, what the goddamn fuck? Was this... There, okay, tell me there was a writer strike during the first season of DS9. Yeah, all the writers were working Next Generation. All of them, everywhere, for everything. Well, you know. This was the dumbest episode. First seasons don't get to be good. Oh my god. It's I mean, not even like, well, well Voyager's can... first season was its best. Right, but it still wasn't any better than any first season of any Star Trek show. Original series? I like oh, season nope. two better. I got it. Animated series. <laughs> Animated series, though, is basically like season four of the original series. Just with less money. Somehow, somehow with less money than season three. And less pants. A whole lot less pants. That's just in your house, Scott. Stop, making, stop making those pinhole boxes. <laughs> TNG had very few pants in the first season. It had scants. Yeah, it had scants and it had bodysuits, had pajamas. No pants. I feel like this is getting into a hair splitting debate, though. Like, <laughs> there are trousers built into those jumpsuits. Well, if they're built in, they're not trousers. <sighs> <laughs> Oh, no, you normally love being pedantic. What the hell? I know how to solve this problem.
I wonder if there's like a fishing version of the next generation uniform where it's like waiters, but Starfleet uniform colored. Huh. I don't think he's noticed I hung up on him yet. He's probably still talking to us. <laughs> or maybe he's not coming back. Eh, either one. I prefer to think he's, you know, having an extreme version of Paladin over there. <laughs> he doesn't realize he's being hung up on. It wouldn't really surprise me. So that's the thing. Scott's too insecure and needy to not come back eventually. <laughs> or to not at least start posting a ch uh, chat about it. Well, he could start bitching long, on, He could start bitching on how long would, how long did it take for Paladin to realize that uh, <laughs> the entire episode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, of course, it took that long, long for us to realize. And I can't believe you guys missed it. It was amazing. See, I told you. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <sighs> no, I was uh, just talking about how insecure and needy you are, so that I knew you'd you know be back before very long. Oh, <laughs> hey, I got to make those fat dollar bills, yo. You have self-esteem problems. <laughs> yes, I, I definitely do. How do you think I managed to keep him as a friend? <laughs> I've seen Same the way people he, run away from me. I've seen the way he dresses. That's true. When I was around you, I was wearing clothes. That is a true statement. And then I find All out. True. You, then I find out you drive like a Dodge Challenger. Mm -hmm. Like the, Go all, on. all of these things are cries for help. <laughs> yes, my challenger says, help, I'm going too slow and I have too much money. <laughs> Superhero Time presents that one episode of Star Trek. With Chris. Because there are no cows in subspace. Hey, Mickey. For hate's sake, I swallow your dying load. Scott. See, when he's happy, he goes, eee! When he's scared, he goes, eee! When he's angry, he goes, eee! And Fort Max. Why the heck do you not want to fuck my wife? So, yes, this episode, uh, the worst Zelda dungeon ever. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Scott, why don't, why don't you be our DM for this episode? <laughs> yeah, we're watching we're watching some DNDS nine this week. <laughs> you motherfucker! <laughs> I'm hey, you said you missed it. Yeah, I'm kind of pissed because I didn't think of that. Yeah, I, I said that to Mickey earlier today when he couldn't remember what episode to watch because he's old and senile, <laughs> and I knew I had to uh, get that into the show. Mm. That's pretty. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty deep fried right there. I like that. That's good. <laughs> good. All right. So I guess we're driving. We're doing Deep Space Nine, Season One, Episode Nine. Move along home, little doggies. Move along. All rain. Count to four. You're All a whore. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. What? 
slightly off kilter there. All right. Yeah, okay. so it's um, not just that we're doing season one of Deep Space Nine tonight. We're doing early season one of Deep Space Nine. We're still in the first half. What? Okay. What? There was just like a leftover script from TOS or something that was too cheesy to do in the 60s? Because this is fucking awful. I think this is actually a plot from a young adult novel from Star Trek that never got published. <laughs> Oh. Would oh been good, it would have been a good animated series episode. It would have been a good episode of Goosebumps. <laughs> this, prob- <laughs> this probably was an episode of Goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a there's a Goosebumps Goosebumps Alpha out there that's got this exact synopsis on it. Oh god, this is so Goosebump funny. Nine, GS Nine or GB Nine. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, let's. Get started, because the sooner we get started, the sooner we can be over with this. Oh, there's 45 minutes of this. All right. Not Don't the way we do it. Skippable. Yeah. Okay. So we open up in, in the Cisco's quarters, and he's wearing a, a lovely little scant, but wearing pants with it, so it kind of ruins the effect. It's a dress uniform. Those those come with pants, or at least stockings. Well, I, I never wore mine with pants or stockings. But it looks but, great. Well, you, you just went bottomless. Yeah, I, well, I did. They're all bottoms. <laughs> so Cisco's like, oh, it's been three years since I wore my dress uniform. It feels kind of baggy. I think I've lost some weight. Oh. Well, you oh, stopped God. eating a lot when your wife died. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I mean, he, barely t- he barely touched on the casseroles his friends and families brought over. <laughs> They're still sitting somewhere covered in mold. <laughs> you know, I like to think I like to think in the Star Trek future when you you've lost a loved one and people instead of bringing food, they just bring over replicators. <laughs> they bring over replicator programs. Uh, right, right. Well, yes. that's my great aunt's recipe. I've coded it for you. Yep. Myself. I coded it myself. Do you think there's a replicator equivalent to dump cooking? Could you possibly rephrase that? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's pretty shitty. All right. So, ugh, Jake, his his son, who's I think we know who Jake is. Who Jake is. Well, I mean, he looks like he's wearing a visionary costume. Look at him. Yeah, I guess he's like I've a seen that on the thing chest. elsewhere in Star Trek. You'll get Don excited, Scott. Don't say the V word. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, you do not want Don excited. No, you wouldn't you like Don when he's excited. So anyway, so Sis, uh, Jake, knowing what fashion is well, on Jake is oh, also a Cisco in right now. You could refer to him as a Cisco because he is a Cisco. Yeah. To which Ben is like, wait, since when are you interested in fashion on Bajor? And to which Jake responds, don't judge my life choices. <laughs> And then oh, my you gotta play the game. Right. So he's like, yeah, okay, your, your boy is growing up. He used to play with model starships. Now he's, now he's hanging out at, now he's hanging out with docking rings, checking out chicks with Nog. And apparently, uh his dad hasn't even paid the slightest bit of attention to him in several years. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, like shit. I'm gonna give you the talk now. And he's yeah. 14. No, not the talk. A talk. I need to talk to you at some point for the first time. <laughs> he's like, we really need to schedule some sort of talk where we converse with one another and exchange words. So you might have noticed your mother's been gone for a while. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, 
Well, she was in an O-Birth class. All right. <laughs> so apparently there's a first contact mission. The first race from the Gamma Quadrant is going to come to the wormhole for a first contact scenario. Second race. And then... Hmm? This is the second race to come through from the Gamma Quadrant. And technically well, this is the second contact as well. well. Because the Vulcans have already made first contact. It's Starfleet's first contact with this life form. I'm just reading. I'm just reading the 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 script on the screen, man. I don't. I'm not. This ain't my fight. <laughs> yeah, but you're using the Spanish subtitles. They're a little off. Yeah. So you know, oh, there yeah. was the episode okay. Tosk earlier in the season, which was their first contact with life from the Gamma Quadrant. Actually, this is their third species they've contacted um, because of the one they captured Tosk. Right. Uh, but as the dialogue actually says, this is the first like formal first contact procedure they've actually engaged in with a life form from the Gamma Quadrant. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up, because it was so muddy to nobody. <laughs> so, it was apparently we're... muddy to you, because you were representing it entirely incorrectly. <laughs> that was just doing I was reading what the episode said. Apparently um, not, because the episode said exactly what I said it said. Ladies, <laughs> ladies, please. Keep me out of this. <laughs> All right. Girl, do not try me. All right, so we'll get out of the docking ring, and everyone's in their dress uniforms, except for the doctor, except for Bashir, who's like, I'm positive I packed it. I don't know where it could have gone. And he's all freaking out about it. And then he makes a realization, wait a minute, they're fucking aliens. They won't know the goddamn difference. <laughs> I'm sorry, don't replicators exist? Maybe it's illegal to They won't notice the goddamn difference that, every, that I'm wearing a different style of uniform from everyone else. So is Kira. Yeah. So is Kira, right. She don't have no dress uniform. They're even different cutlers. But I like how Ben comes in and goes, fuck you, get in uniform, you prick. Drop and give me 20. You insolent shit. Yeah. I'll have you court-martialed for this. You lying bastard. Go to your room. Yet another thing that uh, Bashir is doing to seem not perfect. He's doing All a right. great job of it, too. Yeah. yeah, it's very convincing. In All fact, right. his act of being not perfect is basically perfect. He mistook a pre-ganglionic uniform for a post-ganglionic dress <laughs> uniform. <laughs> uh, well, he's obviously not smart enough to learn how to use a replicator, so yeah, I think you guys are right. Well, right, if, so he the giant... if he would have asked the replicator on the station for a dress uniform, it would have spit out a Cardassian dress uniform at him. <laughs> I'd be fucking mad. <laughs> now I want to see Bashir dressed up like a uh, dressed up in a Cardassian uniform. But he's, he's so narrow that the shoulders are open, so they, they just fall down off. Yeah. Of him. It's like trying to wear a hula hoop. Little <laughs> shoulder suspenders, It'd be a little strappy number. Some of the Cardassian. Right, this is Bashir. I wouldn't be exact be exactly against that happening. <laughs> oh, that's right. You, I keep forgetting you like Bashir. <laughs> he, uh, uh, right, he, doesn't, so, he doesn't really look like that anymore, I'm sorry to say. He was on Game of Thrones. He still looked like him, just a little older. I thought that was kind of Considerably cool. Considerably older. Like, well, it's been 20 fucking years. So, did they ever get the ring to the volcano in Game of Thrones? or? Uh, oh, It's almost there. Winter's almost here. Okay. Yeah. Give it another... Give it another about... Another 11 months and then start watching it and you'll be fine. Or right. don't. So, or don't. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's really good and entertaining. It has no interest for you whatsoever. 
Um, all right, so the Mega Man door is open, the big gear door is open up, and out walks Billy Ray Cyrus from the 21st century. <laughs> what the fuck are these guys? These are like the most 80s looking aliens I've ever seen. They're the Wadi. Oh my god. I think Jake needs wait, to no, are, wait, are they Kirby are they Kirby enemies? Those are Waddles. <laughs> yeah, those are Waddle D's. Waddle D's nuts. But they don't fall down. Uh, all right. So Ben is introducing everybody to which the aliens the one to go <laughs> Okay, enough uh, about that. We're going to <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Where's your games? It's more like Cisco's like, congratulations, you've just made it to the other side of the galaxy. What are you going to do now? Yeah, PlayStation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, it's like when, like, like your friends come over and they bring their kids and they're like six and they're like, hey, I'm so-and-so. That's great. Do you have a PlayStation? Okay, you little (laughs) shit. Get out of here. (laughs) Do you know what these aliens remind me of? Something from, like, Babylon 5. They're they are pretty shitty. That's that's about be Babylon Five level of shitty. Their hair is not tall enough to be Centauri though. Uh, they're like they're like the the hick rednecks of Centauri. That's what that's what they look like. All right. You know, actually, those tattoos on their faces actually the, the name of their girlfriend they had. <laughs> <laughs> they, they all say Lucinda, which is very strange. That's, that's the only female name on their planet. Mm-hmm. Everyone on their planet is named Lucinda. Yeah, Lucretia. All right, so we get back. We're in Quark's bar, which is where the aliens wanted to go. So Cisco's sitting there very nonplussed. And, and again, thank God for Armin Shimmerman and Quark. Because, again, he only he's the only thing that makes this whole episode worth watching. I know, so, I know. Yeah, Odo. Yeah, Odo is is very entertaining in this as well. Uh, <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that a little later, but yeah. <laughs> so Quark goes starts starts talking to the aliens uh, who have the coolest uh, uh, sideburns, by the way. Um, about oh, there's a, there's yeah, I got Dabo tables, I've got Hollow Suites. We can talk about franchising in the Gamma Quadrant. Ha ha ha. So Quark is trying to teach the aliens how to play Dabo. We're like, okay, well, what do you have to wager? And they start going through this list of shit they have to wager. Here's some breadsticks. <laughs> They're unlimited. Yeah. <laughs> they have they have many uses in our culture. Yeah, Gross. Don't touch, yeah, don't touch that in, by the way. It's probably some sticky. <laughs> yeah, so they show some sort of like weird little bots and they're all, okay, all right. I'm and a, and a, a bottle of concentrated skunk musk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just cranberry juice or something. Which, because Quark doesn't like it, he decides that he can't sell it to anybody else, which I think is strange. I mean, but, you know, whatever. And then they come out with a dice bag full of, like... Well, it's. I think it's less that it's because he doesn't like it. It's because he can't convince... He knows that he's not going to be able to convincingly act like it's good enough to sell. That's probably a valid point. That's, yeah. yeah <laughs> that it's been the Crown Royal bag full of, like, cheap rocks right right which are just like i mean he can tell some of them are pyrite you can tell by looking at them they're actually like (laughs) they just went down to the spencer's gifts and bought some (laughs) so for some reason court looks at these completely common stones goes "Ooh, yes let's do business 
Well, he can sell those as rare gems from the Gamma Quadrant. Yeah, that's true, because they kind of, I guess, technically are. Uh-huh. So, no, Quark is hanging out with Cisco, and they're kind of just kind of hanging out, and, and Quark is like, God damn, they are good at this. They keep winning at Dabba. What the fuck? And Cisco's like, man, I wanted to do first contact. <laughs> Cisco's pouting. Yeah. <laughs> He's been sitting Quark there in that dress. thunder. He's been sitting there in that dress uniform for six hours for absolutely nothing. And it's breezy in the back. It's all open. <laughs> well, I think, no, no, I think he likes that part. That, that's the doctor's dress uniform. <laughs> so they, I mean, these aliens, these Wadi have fucking piles of gold pressed latinum. It's insane. Like, the whole double tape was covered in them. And they're just getting started. It's apparently late. So it's like. Well, six hours later. Apparent, the Dabo girl is clearly tired. exhausted from waving a stick around. Well, yeah, look at oh, my wrist. wrist. Yeah. My carpal tunnel. Well, she's not going to be able to fulfill her other job duties later. You know what I mean? Umox. She still has feet. Sad That's hand true. job. Laying <laughs> 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 on the bathroom floor. All right. So Court pulls in like some other Fringy employee and goes, All right, you do it. Now you do it. Uh, and the other Fringy goes, What? Well, I don't know. Brunt? Who the fuck is that? Broik. Broik? He actually says his name. Brick. Brick? Brick. So Brick apparently knows enough to go ahead and immediately start cheating. So he very obviously reaches in the table and starts flicking a button down there. You'd think they'd have like a remote control for that instead. Or, or a foot just, pedal or something. Or yeah, like, like, you know, something hidden in their ear so they can just kind of like, you know, umox themselves a little bit. And well, In fairness, they could put a combustion engine hidden in their ear. Yeah. They hide because they have big they, ears. They hide a universal translator down their ear canal. Yeah, which is honestly a good idea. So Cisco gets back for it, yeah. Cisco gets back into his course, and Jake is still up. He was like, "Why aren't you in Betty by time, little boy?" He's like, "Dad, I'm 14. Stop <laughs> talking to me like that." All right, but oh, sport. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my little toddler. Oh, you learn how to operate the door handle all by yourself, huh? Dad, I'm 14. Stop. <laughs> So whatever. So okay. So everyone's tired and gone a bit. So Cisco said, "Fuck this, I'm leaving." Is kind of what happened. Uh, the the Wadi immediately find out they're being cheated. To which Quark, because they look throws, down, yeah, throws his employee, uh, you know, under the bus, which is hilarious. Eh, typical. So get let me get this straight: the culture that's based solely around gaming and gambling doesn't like cheaters. Hmm. And they're surprisingly skilled at detecting that. Yeah, weird, huh? Yeah. Sounds like when Frank, you know, they're being swindled. <laughs> or or they're Starfleet officers and know there's a fucking unknown nebula nearby. <laughs> <laughs> it's like psychic at this point. So Court immediately begins to go, uh Let's make a deal. Ha ha ha. Do you like do you like sex? Do you people have sex? I have a holiday suite. We can have fake sex. To which the Wadi go, no, we have a better idea. Let's play a little game. You ever seen the movie Saw? It's kinda like that. Only better. <laughs> what is it? Except not as preachy. So now they're gonna play a game for Quark. Now Quark's gotta play a game. 
Now, I thought this was kind of cool. They pulled this cool, ornate box. They open it up. There's a flash of light, and the Dabo table is replaced or covered up by this weird six-dimensional chessboard. No, I believe that is still just three dimensions. Up, down, left, right, in and out. Okay, well, my Netflix must be upgraded version from yours because I can clearly see the six dimensions on this. How directly you did you stare at the, How directly <laughs> did you stare at the eclipse today, Scott? <laughs> Completely. Was I not supposed to do that? How else was I supposed to see it, dumbass? <laughs> no, so no, that's good. You can you can see through time itself now. Right. And strangely, time is very dark. <laughs> it is it's now. Very blurry and dark. <laughs> It smells like burnt retina. Uh, all right. I love so... some Magnum PI. <laughs> Were you listening too closely to the eclipse today? Because if you've gone down. Uh, all right. So, so Cisco doing his nightly, uh, his rounds of rolling around like a caterpillar in his bed until he falls out the side. Rolls over a warm time and wakes up on the bathroom floor of a 90s Taco Bell. <laughs> I'm sad I'll never get to experience that again. <laughs> He's like, did I have a goddamn chalupa? <laughs> no, no, I'm wearing my pants. But at least there's the fish down 79.99 cent menu to go to. Yeah. <laughs> Tacos Reef just up. weren't as fun when they stopped being 59 cents. Because yeah, he needs to pay actual money for garbage. <laughs> right. Yeah, but man, yeah, Taco Bell back in the 90s as poor high school students, that was fucking rad. Well, it's like, okay, so like there was a couple of Taco Bells in the Chicago area where on Sundays uh, you could get tacos for like 40 cents each. Because they got the new meat on Mondays. <laughs> yeah. They gave you 20% <laughs> less filling. But see, the Sunday tacos were good because the meat was like aged beef. <laughs> yes, that is how they were. Yeah, it. so you know, you go in there with a five dollar bill and you come out with a dozen tacos. It's perfect. Well, no, no, that is pretty rad. I, I think we can all agree on that. Fort Max, do you agree? Yeah. <laughs> what do you know about tacos? Good enough. You're from Texas. You don't know about Mexican food. <laughs> all right, so Cisco gets up and immediately goes to the whole spiel of computer in program and then tapping his communicator. Computer, where the fuck am I? Well, uh, this must okay, be a holodeck. So, so first he stands up in this room where absolutely nothing is happening or moving, and his first thing is to order computer freeze program. Okay, how are you going to tell anything's happened? <laughs> That's actually, I like that. And taps on his communicator, nothing, despite the fact that it's working just fine. And also, now he's in his uniform, and apparently he sleeps in his uniform with a tricorder in his pocket? He wasn't in his uniform when he was rolling around dead. Oh, did I'm it just thinking his computer, freeze program, in program, exit, arch. Shit, I'm on the Enterprise. Control <laughs> Q! I'm doomed. Control Q, Alt F4. <laughs> so he starts going to all these, these purple diamond-shaped doors, and because they're purple, I assume they go to a transporter room. Or Prince's so, room. Yeah, well, that would be okay. All right, so one of the doors finally opens. He steps through and is just looking bewildered. Yeah, this this whole thing is the most '90s looking set. There's so many triangles and so much. I force on the wall and so much yellow. 
Yeah, there's that weird goldy brownish yeah. yellow and purple. Beige, you mean? No, this is more saturated than beige. Yeah, it is more more goldy or metallic. So here's one a bit of the more, doors. A bit more to earwax, I think. <laughs> That's actually very good. We, we had a we had a Volkswagen that color in the nineties. Well, it came from the early eighties. <laughs> sounds like a horror movie. <laughs> it came from the early eighties. <laughs> <laughs> So he opens up one of the doors, and there's and there's Billy Bob Cyrus from the Waddies, and they're just laughing at him. <laughs> okay, move along home, move along home. Cisco doing his Cisco thing of, you better fucking tell me what's going on, or I'm going to slap your shit. I'm not Picard. <laughs> yeah, have I mentioned that this episode yet? Oh, God. So the door slams shut as the guy laughs at him. So he starts making his way down the fucking hallway. And there's Bashir up against the wall being gang raped by somebody in his mind. By the his wall, I think. Are... Uh, no, apparently this is where we find out that Bashir has night terrors. Like like sleep paralysis. And and sleep standing up with his back up against the wall with his hands up. Like a vampire. Like, like oh no, Fabio, don't hold me down by my wrists. I hate that. I'm so helpless. What the fuck so this is, is going This is on where here? we also learn that Bashir apparently is always aware of when he's dreaming. Right. Well, of course, he's perfect. Well, yeah, but we didn't know that at the time. So the way the character, the way he acts, this is so cheesy and so obvious and just cringy to me. I don't. Is anybody else get that feeling? The acting in this episode is like cringeworthy. Bashir no, specifically, it's not, it's not cringeworthy. It's just bad. I don't know, man. I'm watching it going, oh, geez. I mean, I'm like, I like feel sorry for the actors having to say these lines and act in this way. And a lot of times in this episode, if it's just me, that's fine. It's just, oof, painful. So Kira shows up, Dak shows up. So now we got the, the foursome together. And they're all kind of relating what they've experienced so far. Then they start trying to figure out what's going on. Oh, maybe this is a behavioral test. Maybe this is some sort of. Uh, you know, test to see what kind of people we are. To which Kira is having none of this. <laughs> I love her spiel of "You assholes may be Starfleet or, or Starfleet or used to this weird shit. I'm not. Get me the fuck out of here. I don't have time for this." <laughs> Kira's great. <laughs> Anytime you call Starfleet on their bullshit is hilarious to me. <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> she stomps. I'm off. supposed to be filing. <laughs> I should be shooting Cardi's right now. Well, she self-identifies as an administrator. Which is odd. Yeah, it seems kind of out of character for her. Yeah. I don't know anybody who proudly calls himself an administrator. Network administrators? Well, that's a network administrator, not just oh. administrator. That gives you some clue what they actually do, you know? Right, so they find out that their comm badges still work, at least between people, so they can talk to one another, so that's good. Maybe so it's just that, her... like, she's in this point in her life where she's just really happy to not be out sleeping in caves, shooting at things, trying not to die, you know, for another day. Yeah, well, it's a lot easier to say administrator than terrorist. She has no problem calling herself a terrorist at other points, though. Yeah, well, this episode is very poorly written, so whatever. But it's, All right, but so it's, Jake... it's such a fun concept. What? So, no, it isn't. Okay, so they found the communicators work. And then, so, Jadzia helpfully suggests we should split the party. No! 
Yeah, the DM rubs his temple and goes, you guys are going to Scooby-Doo this, really? <laughs> okay. No, All no, right. see, see, this is... This is a shitty Zelda dungeon. This is the Four Swords part of it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they even color-coded. You're right. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, they're going to Scooby-Doo this shit, apparently. Great idea, guys. All right, so the rest of the episode is basically Bashir checking every goddamn door for traps, and it takes six hours. <laughs> Okay, no, so Jake shows up in, in Odo's office going, um, have you seen my dad? You know, the guy who runs this place? I'm the only one who's noticed he's gone? Well, we'll find out in a minute why that's so. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, dad told me, like, last night we, we were going to have a talk this morning that he was going to exchange words with me, and I would hear his voice occasionally. Um, <laughs> I was kind of looking forward to that. Could you find out where he where he went to? So which Odo's like, did you check his room? <laughs> Did you check the place where you live already? Yeah, I fucking checked there, Odo. Thanks. And he's not. A, and the computer's saying he's not on the station at all. Did you check with the computer to see if he's will on the station? Oh, wait, you just said that. Sorry. <laughs> so you, well, no, you, you, have along. To, you have to keep this in the proper context. Odo is basically doing tech support right now. For have you tried turning Cisco off and on again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Have you? <laughs> Have you updated oh your Cisco's drivers lately? <laughs> I don't think... He doesn't golf. He plays baseball. Yeah, a baseball driver. What do you call it? Yeah, really? Weirdo? Yeah, then when you bunch, you use the putter. When <laughs> <laughs> the guy catches it, it's called a hole-in-one because he caught it in one glove. <laughs> All right. So... Base golf. <laughs> I think oh, I, I think know. I want to develop this concept now. <laughs> yeah, we need to plan this out. I'm not gonna play it, but it could be a match for Parisi squares. <laughs> so, uh, so Jake is like, it's murder no, running those 18 bases, though. <laughs> <laughs> soccer every game's a fucking tie oh yeah it's zero to zero after six hours great especially since half the time you end up tripping in the hole at uh when you're into the base. yeah and if you don't trip the in the, if you don't trip in the hole and injure yourself you just die from exhaustion the sand trap has a sarlacc in it well now you're just being stupid <laughs> yeah this is real world space so be sand no, from jupiter oh sorry yeah. <laughs> better, better. The sand trap is uh, that uh, section from uh, first base to third base that's <laughs> around at the top. I, I don't know how many of us have encountered traps on the way to third base. <laughs> and mines and shit. <laughs> yeah, if you're uh, if you've ever been on fortune, that's a whole different meaning. Anyway, um... <laughs> we have class. <laughs> that's so even Odo starts calling Jake and oh, so you're just going down to the, the docking ring to walk it, look at the girls, you little perv. To which Jake goes, yeah, boobs. <laughs> and then we find, then I keep thinking that, oh, Odo's just not asking the right questions and it's, uh, and the computer is being just like the uh, Enterprise's computer. Well, you didn't phrase it specifically the way I wanted to hear it, Odo. 
passive aggressive bitch. God. That that is consistent with DS9's computer in the first season. And then thankfully we get to the best scene in this entire episode. Ops? <laughs> yes. <Yep. laughs> get to the worst security officer ever. That this is his second and final appearance in the series. I love this guy. Yeah, because they yeah, shipped him off to Pluto. I wonder why there was a convenient way to never have this guy show up ever again. Because <laughs> Odo murdered him and made it look like an accident. <laughs> oh or Cisco God. fired him because he didn't know he was missing. Yeah, I think that's probably more likely. Odo's supposition uh, about you know it being a problem that he loses a commander or two. It oh, ends no, up, I love this thing. Yeah, that kind of ends up being a problem, and Oda was right all along. So this this fucker, he's like sitting there playing Minesweeper on his the computer. His name is George. I'm looking up. Like, oh, his name hey, is what? George. George. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, hey, Constable Odo, how you doing today, buddy? Erpener. <laughs> <laughs> so Odo's like, uh, you know that now the senior staff showed up, right? He's like, yeah, I don't have to do anything all night. It was a crazy party last night. Yeah. Like, um, you know, that's kind of a problem, right? You dumb fuck. <laughs> How many times have you lost a senior officer? Uh, lost? Yeah. Have you seen him? Have you even checked? Have you done anything at all? The guy's looking at him like, how dare you question my integrity? <laughs> oh, shit. That's so funny. Somehow this man has been a security officer for six years. Of course, he's also 50 years old and still a lieutenant, so that kind of says something. Right. He calls Odo Constable one more time, to which Odo almost slaps his shit. I kind of wish he would. I'm your goddamn boss. <laughs> yeah, I'm, your, I'm the chief of security. <laughs> Look, so see, constable. see, the problem is, is that if Odo had slapped him, there would there'd have been Odo all over ops. <laughs> <laughs> But it slaps so hard he just splashes his hand everywhere. There's nothing worse than a wet slap either. But nothing better than a wet banana if you ask Bacob. Oh fuck. <laughs> what? It, it's a Twitter Bob thing. Just earlier today. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> just kinda of tied that together. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about that later. It needs to be talked about. We all need to talk about it. <laughs> All right, so we're back at Quark's bar, ostensibly. Uh, and uh, so the Wadi are asking Quark, level, how much you want to risk? You know, you're playing the game now. You want to go to the second level or Shap or whatever the fuck it is? So Quark, knowing he's a little in, uh, a little over his head, is like, well, what's the minimum? Uh, something shitty's going on, and I don't want to fucking do it. So uh, he rightfully says, you haven't even told me the rules yet. And the guy's just like, oh, just do it. And everyone's beating breadsticks together, which is very strange. That's how you get the waiter's attention. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because you know there's got to be an Olive Garden on DS9. Well, it's a Klingon Olive Garden, though. <clears throat> oh, okay. So it's all like steak tartare and sashimi. It's that fat guy that Melora yelled at. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> we just watched the episode, the floaty bitch. Uh remember she threw the gawk at him? Oh. Didn't we just watch that when I came over? We didn't do that for the podcast. Oh, did we not? No. Oh, okay. Well never mind then. Okay. Good. I feel less crazy now. Thank you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing along so no one would laugh at me, but you know. 
You're right. We did just watch that. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well then. Yeah, you know that fucking thing that didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Damn it, Scott. But you notice I'm. Hmm? I don't know why you're not aware of these things that go on, Scott. It's like know, you're, it's like you're like... not even here sometimes. <laughs> I swear. Why do we even keep you on the staff? That's a very good question. Oh, uh, the blackmail. I'm blackmailing you. <laughs> Wait, I thought I was blackmailing you. Wait, so those pictures of us having sex, who is that going to be? Wait, what's this about, about a blackmail <laughs> staff? How did I miss this? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if you saw it, you wouldn't miss it. Trust me. All right. So <clears throat> the foursome are in the game again. And we hear Alan Moraine, bullshit, bullshit, something, something, <laughs> little girl voice. One, two, <laughs> Freddy's coming for you. Yeah. You can run, but you can't hide, bitch. <laughs> um, all right. So they open up the room. There's a little girl doing hopscotch. It's hopscotch. Fucking say it. It's hopscotch. We know what it is. It's hopscotch. Uh, this scene goes on for many, many minutes longer than it should. Basically, the main thrust of it is that they can't cross through the room safely unless they recite, open the door, get on the floor, everybody does the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 best part, the best part of this scene is, uh, well, it's gear up. It's Kira. Smacking into the force field. Then... Then, of course, then, okay, Bashir goes, okay, here's what you do. Just do what the girl's doing. Smacks right into the force field. Yeah, it's it's a pleasure to watch, honestly. So, yeah, Bashir figures out, oh, it's the panels on the floor, which are the only thing in the room. So, good job rolling that natural 10 on your spot check. Uh, Nadim says, the only thing in this room are a bunch of strange markings on the floor in a very specific pattern. Hey, guys, I wonder if that's something to do with strange signals on the ground in a specific pattern. So he does it. He does a little hopscotching and still gets zapped. Oh, no, what happened? And then Dax goes, of course, after two people get painfully zapped, then she goes, oh, no, guys, you also have to say the thing. Well, Thanks no, for it makes that earlier. No, this makes perfect sense. She's the science officer and she's applying the scientific method to this. Uh, so Kira and Bashir were both experiments she was running. You don't think she already knew that? She just wanted to see two people get zapped. Uh-huh. Think- but but uh-huh. it's not science <laughs> until you verify the result and then can repeat it. <laughs> see, she's practicing good science. She came up with a I hypothesis. I if, if she, I if she needed a third result, you'd have uh, you'd have Cisco bashing into the force field. Mm-hmm. Which would be so funny. what I like though is the shot of like all the actors doing the hopscotch dance. Yes, right. <laughs> you can like literally see in their face like I signed up for Star Trek and I'm doing this. <laughs> that's that's what except I'm talking for Avery about. Brooks who actually looks like he's kind of having fun. Yeah, he does have a smirk in his face. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying though. Watching these people do this is just made me cringe. I'm just thinking these poor actors. Look what they're having to do in front of everybody. But yeah, Cisco does look a little pleased with themselves. Like oh. <laughs> Kind of fun, actually. <laughs> All right, so now they're at the third shaft, which is level, I guess. Just call it level. The Universal Translator doesn't know the word level or stage or map or something. Chapter. Thank you. Chap, chap. Perfect. Well, it, it's okay, so it's a combination of concepts of uh, stage, map, and chapter. 
So, Shep. Yeah. My God, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> All right. With this, they enter the door and they leave the room. Cut back up to Odo's, uh, Quark's bar, rather. Not Odo's bar. Odo's <laughs> bar. Uh, I Quark's want to bar. see you. Odo's bar is just the shelf he keeps the bucket on. Right, yeah. It's just literally a bar that hangs. It has like a clothes hanger that his bucket hangs on. So... <laughs> Cork has one, so now he's got a handful of gems. He's like, ah, now I'm finally getting it. Hee hee. Even though he didn't do a fucking thing, but he's very pleased with himself. But, but he's winning. But he's winning, and that's all that matters. Also, the Wadi ship that's uh, uh, actually docked to the DS9 uh, station is the most boring, nondescript ship I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't know why it's not shaped like a roulette wheel. <laughs> <laughs> giant slot machine. (laughs) (laughs) It's got the arm hanging out and everything. The arm is in a cell. (laughs) The two-arm bandit. Alright, so now now Cork's got to pick their path. So basically, if they take the long path, it's easier and less dangerous, but the short path is harder, but also doubles their winnings. Or Cork's winnings. So Cork's had to decide to make it long and easy. Or short and difficult and make more profit, I guess. So, yeah. Cork is still trying to deal with the guy. And, of course, the guy has no interest in dealing with Cork whatsoever. <sighs> Either that or like planning on taking him to a back room and murdering him or something. Now, finally, when things start moving forward, when Odo comes in and starts asking her, like, who's, when's the last time you saw Cisco? Uh, last night? Did he leave the station? Fuck, I don't know. To which the Wadi are just like, pick their path. And then they start putting two and two together, slowly and painfully. (laughs) And then Quark kind of figures out, wait a minute, there's four missing, and there's four in here, and oh no. Oh no! Oh no. It's an entirely improbable thing, it's probably exactly what's happening. Oh no, they're in the game and now it's, I'm controlling their fate. And, and they could die and he's, and Cisco's the one who's letting me stay on the station. <laughs> he's not making so pay any rent. Hmm? I'm confused now, is Court controlling their movements or are, the, are, are the Cisco and them controlling their movements? So my, my suspicion... That- without knowing exactly the mechanics of how the game works, is that when Quark makes a decision, whatever's controlling the environment they're in adjusts what they're able to do so that they're forced along whatever path matches Quark's choices. So, like, it controls what doors will open or not, what they encounter, and basically guides their path that way. It's like a Zelda randomizer run. That's why the doors always close right behind them, too. Yeah, I mean, it's like, he, there's multiple... The door's always closed behind them. It's Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> and won't open again? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the gag reels? <laughs> yeah, funk. Yeah, there's just, yeah, I just remember the one really good one where Worf just walks into a door and face plants. <laughs> well, Odo, Odo is like, you know, they can't figure out what's going on, and, and Quark... Because he's still a decent creature, it's like, okay, we'll take the safer path. And then once he realizes that people might actually be in danger. So which everyone's like, boo. <laughs> earns. Who earns. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so he rolls some crappy dice he got at Walden Books. Oh my God! This Happy is Dalton. The, yeah, yeah, B. Dalton, sure. It was the eighties or nineties. They were yeah. All right, so they're getting their little tricorders. They're scanning, trying to figure out what friends. They're, they're the four walking through the game, going, okay, what is all this about? We don't know what's going on. Clearly, we're being tested. Clearly, this is some sort of game or something. And, uh, okay, they put it together. Wait a minute. The Wadi Light games were in the game. I don't know if they're connected. And that Wadi guy keeps appearing everywhere. Yeah, I don't know if that has something to do with it. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, this is this is such a shitty D and D adventure. I swear to God. All right, so the next room is it brown? This this no no this is what this is. This is even worse than a brown adventure. This is a scavenge adventure. Where you're taking bits and pieces from other modules and putting them together and claiming that it's your own. Ah, uh, because each room is so different from the last. It's like white plume mountain, but shitty. <laughs> brown plume mountain. <laughs> Yes, this whole episode is definitely a brown plume. <laughs> All right, so I, I do, I do kind of like this room though. It's not exactly brilliant. I will something. say, for someone whose parents uh, used to play uh, Dungeons and Dragons together, I'd never have played it. What? Well, your parents sound like they're a lot cooler than you, Fort Max. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet you your parents got laid. <laughs> At least uh, twice. At least twice. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying it was with each other, but it happened. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, this this room is like a dinner party. There's a bunch of people in there eating hors d'oeuvres and drinking champagne and eating food and having a good time. And it's all foggy and misty in there. Uh, everyone's have just laughing. Have I ever mentioned about uh, the monk that the monk character my dad once had named Chip? Chip the monk? Ugh. And yes, there was his other. He had another monk character at one point named Dale. Uh, Fart Max, remember that thing I said about your parents being cooler than you? <laughs> Take, Take it, back. it back. Yeah. <laughs> you one thing I like about the, the, the sets here they built is when they go for the the, the very fancy tall view of the mount the camera to the ceiling. Uh-huh. Uh huh. If you look at the, the corner pillars, you can see where the set ends. Being a little see like wood and like duct tape holding poles in place. <laughs> yes, I I expect they assume that would be cropped out on a TV screen. It'll be fine. No one will ever notice. No. It's fast These are only hundred years from now. We got like the 4D print of it where I like, can see the cameras and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all yeah. It's all 360 view all the time. Uh, all right, so this room is everyone's laughing at a good time. They're like, oh, don't eat or drink anything. It's probably poison, so we shouldn't do anything. And they go, wait a minute. All the gas and everything is probably the poison. We should actually eat and drink. And what do you know? They do. Oh, and God, then, this is the worst d adventure. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow, you guys solved it. A thousand experience points. So Cisco's still like trying to is, talk. I feel like this is a and d adventure being run by Bashir. <laughs> Like this just seems like the level he'd be on. <laughs> Thinking he's it's he's so clever when yeah. he's so trite. Or possibly something Data would come up with. And Jordy's like, Data, you're taking other things that other people have done and putting them back together. Like everything else well, he does. I kind of feel like yeah. Jordy would be doing this trying to impress Data and Data would call Jordy on it. I can think that should be reversed. No, yeah. Jordy would be doing this trying to get with one of the characters in the simulation. 
Oh, yeah, he'd be the one guy's like, are there any girls there? I want to do them. I want to roll charisma check in the barmaid. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> you know, there's a dungeon with treasure in it like 20 feet away, right? <laughs> and there's then a treasure cave like... even closer than that. <laughs> yeah, it's a portal to the elemental plane of slime, though. You don't want to do that. All right, so... Okay, everybody flashes away. They saw that they ate and drank, so now they're immune to the poison. Okay, great. So they, they got through, and now the door's open. whoop de shit All moraine! <clears throat> How about none of the moraine? How about all of the meringue? <laughs> meringue. Pomerian? Pomeranian? Pomeranians! <laughs> The pom-poms of the dog world. All right, so again, Cork is now pleased again that he's winning. Odo is looking with entirely too close focus. Jesus Christ, get the camera out of his face, for God's sakes. You can see the makeup seams. Gee, good God. All right, so Odo is very pissed and is going to try to figure out something. So he goes back up to Ops to talk to the most helpful Starfleet officer he knows, <laughs> George. The security guy. Who informs him that he's detecting some kind of bipolar current. It's either on again or off again. <laughs> you know, like, alternating current? It's a manic current. Yeah. You know, it's probably good that uh, O'Brien was not available this week, because he'd be having to say all these lines instead of this guy. Right. And then he Although like it makes sense why O'Brien didn't pay attention to anyone disappearing. Because that's not his job. <laughs> yeah. So they figure out there's this weird power energy source thing coming from the Wadi ship. It's kind of like a transporter beam, but it's like constantly on, which is very strange. So uh, Odo's like, well, I'm going to go over there and take a look. And, and George goes, but, but you can't do that. That's against Starfleet rules. To which Odo goes, I'm not Picard. <laughs> <laughs> and very awesomely goes, fuck it, transport me over. I don't give a shit. <laughs> He gets, like, in his face about it, too. He's like, whoa. <laughs> Odo hates this guy. I, well, rightfully so. <laughs> I hate him, too. Yeah, I think, I think we're all in agreement here. George sucks. <laughs> so Odo transports onto their ship into some corridor, opens up doors, there's this bright white light that he's initially blinded by, and then somehow, for some reason, just runs right into the room and finds himself in Quark's bar? What? It's unimportant. Let's oh. just hand wave that nonsense away and get on with the episode. <laughs> to which the Wadi guy is kind of like, oh, 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 gives him kind of a look like you naughty dude. <laughs> Sorry, I let the fucking cat out. I'm coming back now. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, so he just looks at where and goes, choose their path. It's a professional podcast, people. Why did you have the cat trapped in the first place? Because my wife came in and did something in the room and let him in and didn't let him back out when she left. What did she do in the room? I don't know. I was doing. I was busy doing a podcast. She just put the cat in there to get him, get him out of your way. Her <laughs> <Probably>. way. <laughs> uh, Scott, I just oh, got rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, by, by the way, this is totally breaking the, the flow here. Uh, she will be on the podcast if you guys want her to be for Sub Rosa. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Will so you I'm also be here? I. That's up to you guys. 
Hmm. I wonder how else can we get embarrassing stories about Scott without Scott here to be embarrassed by them. This is true. (laughs) Uh, Did we tell you about this penis? (laughs) I think, didn't we have that conversation over dinner? (laughs) Oh, that's right. (laughs) Yes, we did talk about my penis over dinner. Uh, all right. Anyway, so the what are like? Oh, if you double their apparel, they'll double. You'll double your winnings. Double their apparel. Double your fun. Yeah. Double their so apparel. Odo's trying to be the 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 mature one, going, no, take the easy path. Don't do that. Quark is like, look, dude, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. He goes on this big spiel about it and goes, look, if we do this, they have one step and then they're free. But if we don't, if we take the long path, it's going to be who knows how many steps. So it's better to just do it all at once and, and do this. I'm a gambler. Let me do my thing. Trust so a this, gambler. When do they ever lose? Yeah, that's the thing. Is, is that the message here? You know, he's like trying to use him being a gambler as like some sort of I'm an expert. Trust me. This is where my character sheet is built. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, it says lawful evil. I have to be this way. I'm proficient to... in bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're a level six politician. All right. So the the four are going through the uh, going through the, uh, the the corridors, and they start picking up this delicious vibration and humming noise. So the aliens from no batteries or batteries not included show up. <laughs> that movie doesn't hold up, by the way. Doesn't? I need to. I, I've been no, it does old. not. Oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> So it transforms into a beam of light and then shines on everybody. Okay. <laughs> Where Bashir is doing like a Austin Powers up against the wall. <laughs> oh, behave. His ass is all sticking out. He's in this weird pose against the wall. <laughs> Everyone else is like staring defiantly at it bravely like Starfleet officers. Bashir's like, no. Nah. <laughs> Uh, sorry. <laughs> forgot how funny that looked. So they take Bashir and they move him down a level and he gets blipped away into nothing. So Cisco just starts yelling names. Oh, God. So lame. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, Odo's like, oh, I want the player back. And the guy's like, no, they can't. That's the rules of the game. He's now been eliminated. But if you'd like to play later. Yeah, if they had just known that it was Bashir, they wouldn't have put up such a fight about it. Yeah. That's true. All right. Yeah, this is where Quark does his big spiel. He's like, oh, you have to trust me. I'm good at picking random odds. (laughs) I have skill in, in selecting the correct thing out of a random set of numbers. This is more or less the point the episode just completely runs out of story. And yeah. you can like see them stretching it like fucking taffy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's probably also where the episode ran out of money. Oh, Jiminy. Alright, so Odo and Gorg have this stare down. To which Odo finally goes, okay, fine, I'll listen to you even though I have no reason to at all. And then uh, Court makes him blow him the dice, which is funny. We've been throwing a few women like. Sorry, I'm not good with lips yet. Little bits of him all over the dice. <laughs> yes. For luck. Which would have been smart because then he could have used it to like manipulate how the dice landed. 
But Odo I mean, can't what read... the results would have meant that would have been helpful. <laughs> well, yeah, Odo exactly. can't read the numbers. Yeah, nobody knows what the fucking rules are. The dice are uh, number like one green cow and spaceship. Yeah. Oh, I hate when my dice roll comes up cow. Yeah. yeah. I know what a letter is. What the fuck is a shoot? <laughs> All right. So now the Wadi's asking, of course, like, okay, which which player do you want to like basically die next? One to be sacrificed, so the other ones can go. And Quark's like, I don't even know which ones they are, which I think is funny because it means he would pick one over another. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he would ab- he would absolutely sacrifice Kira. Yeah, that's or yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's really funny. So he reaches up and and grabs one. And I do love Ferengi blue nail polish. So, so he reaches up, about to grab one. Hmm? What? Forty years later, the Wadi say, "Okay, well, let's let the computer decide." Well, not before Quark goes in this giant begging session, starts groveling and sniveling about how everything is all his fault, that he's a cheater, and he apologizes, and dugga dugga dugga. To which Odo goes, oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> and then just, please, oh, God, oh, the agony, the pain, oh. The only thing I do like about it is he does do the Ferengi hand pose thing that With... in the cup. I'm trying to think if that might be the first appearance of that. It probably is. We're so early in DS9 that... Yeah, I just didn't know if that turned up in uh, Next Generation at some point first. I don't believe so. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? The way he puts his, like, two fists together? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's, that's cool. That's a fringy hand gesture. Oh, that's cool. Or a genuflect type of thing. Oh, I didn't know that. That's neat. Um, so his whining actually works and convinces the Wadi to give him a chance. So... Remember, the lesson here, kids, in Star Trek is you whine and scream and beg enough, you'll get what you want. Well, except, no, all they do is say, okay, well, let's let the computer just randomly pick someone. Right. Rather than Quark choose one piece at random. It's like, they didn't succeed at shit. Well, yeah, but Quark got Well, he he's wanted, not guilty anymore. Right, yeah. This so, is Ferengi morality. Yeah. I also want to spend the rest of the episode making saving throws against falling. Uh, make a climb check. Okay, make a climb check. All right, you get a minus two in your climb check because your leg is hurt. Motherfuckers. As right, the so frantically struggles to come up with a new idea for something to happen. Right. So you enter one of the rooms. Is like the other ones. No, this one's all rock and stuff, so it looks like a cave. So it's like, is it, are we underground? Or, well, no, it just looks like a cave. That's the shortcut. Yeah, for some reason. And we hear Bashir, and we can see him in like in silhouette of going, oh, here's the exit. It's right to this easy way that's right here. You should trust me because I'm totally Bashir. But Dax is hurting. He needs help. I don't care. The exit's here. Yeah. Okay. So Billy Ray Cyrus shows up and says, move along home. And All my rain. Oh, God, there's an earthquake. And uh, they're directly over a fault line of some kind because that's what the tricorder's telling them. And stuff, and rock climbing, and, oh, now we're just going to, and, oh, here's this uh, narrow ledge that has a layer of sand on it, and we're not even going to bother to kick off all this stuff that we're obviously going to slip on. (laughs) Just leave me behind. No, I can't do it. I'd leave you behind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't doubt that. Okay, that's great character development. Okay, old man. Thanks. 
All right, so we got Cisco and Dax and Kira, and they're sh doing the three-legged shuffle across this chasm. Camera shaking, and in great Star Trek fashion, they all wiggle as if they're being jostled. Oh, God. Will to live, being sapped. I'm about done with this episode. So are we. Okay, fuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking And rock stall, everybody dies. Yeah, God, that'd be nice. Okay, you were hurt. Happens. I, okay, I'd, I'd court-martial you. You can't court-martial me. I'm not part of Starfleet. Fucks fall. Everybody dies. No, the game is over, and Quark thinks that he's won. He thinks he's won because everybody just pops up in Quark's perfectly fine. Yeah, they all fall off the edge of the cliff and fall into a void, and then... Scott, flip. stop rewinding! <laughs> okay. Look, just because you grab the wheel doesn't mean you're driving. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it does mean we're driving. Yeah. <laughs> you let Jesus take the wheel. You're giving up control. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so Quark lost. And it was just a game. Nobody was in any real danger. To which the Waddy do laugh and go, It's only a game. <laughs> what kind of original series bullshit story is this? You know what's that's funny, what though? Saying. You know what's funny, though? This completely alien board game that, like, steals people out of their beds in the middle of the night is still 100% safer than a holodeck on the Enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. All true. So, I, I do, like, Ben gets his righteous indignation. of like, how dare you do this to us? And I don't appreciate you treating us this way. Booga, booga, booga. And then Oda goes, no, no, you should totally blame Quark. It doesn't really matter if they did it. This is all Quark's fart. Isn't it Quark? Ah, ha, ha. Quark's fucked. Ah. <laughs> Quark. <laughs> Franchising. <Yeah. laughs> I got one word for you. Just one word. Franchising. And then Quark right, literally Quark. chases them off the station. So stupid. You know, uh, the Wadi even look like D&D players. They've got shitty long hair that doesn't look good on them. Bad facial hair. They're kind of fat. Loser tattoos. Yeah. Uh, now the one exception. And they don't have any money. The 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 girls weren't three hundred pounds. Ooh. We don't know how dense they were. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're right. <laughs> so that was it. That was the episode. <laughs> it's just a game. <laughs> That's what's fucking terrible. Oh God. Yes, but you picked this one, Mickey. Yes, I know. I fully well picked it knowing it was going to be shitty. Okay. That's why you didn't even wait for me to assign it to Scott, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't actually thought about that until just now. You just kind so, of first opportunity you got was like, so Scott, you want to... <laughs> yeah, this was absolutely one of the worst episodes I have ever seen. I'm Remember sure this episode better. whenever you make the argument that DS9 is the greatest Trek series. Just to make you really choose carefully. <laughs> well, there's always caveats. You can, I think a lot of Star Trek you say, but not the first two seasons. <laughs> I wasn't no matter what you say. Uh, so, yeah, so that was it. Uh, that was uh, That was fucking... Move along home. At, at least first season TNG has been entertainingly bad. 
Yes, this is just yeah. bad. And season yeah, two just... TNG is like brilliant. Yeah, this is just like insultingly, boringly bad. There's I mean, worse in look, season I... one of Deep Space Nine. I mean, I know we're seeing this through the lens of time, and we know that all the other seasons are, are, you know, get much better, and there's this great war story, and all this cool stuff happens. But even this, I I like to think, even watching this, you're thinking, who the fuck are these characters, and why do I care? (laughs) These people are assholes. I just do not care about these people at all. Terrible. All righty, so... Anything else interesting we might want to say about this stupid episode? Let's talk about Megabox figures and how amazing they are. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> What's the the card Megabox figure is a gift from God. It's adorable. Does okay, it's, it's missing one thing, though, which is T. <laughs> I was going to say a line that you could draw on here. His little ships. <laughs> And no, he can totally draw the line here and no further because he does come with a phaser rifle. Oh, okay, good. And plus, if you're buying enough other Megabox figures, you've got a whole arsenal of shit to use. Yeah. So, now, how long How long before the old man Picard uh, Megabox? <laughs> Too long. <laughs> Mostly so you could have the Mega Blocks one riding uh, on the Playmates toys' uh, shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how uh, Scotty and, and the JJ verse get that little guy that follows him around. <laughs> what I need is an old man Kirk figure, so I can have both him and Picard riding uh, around on horseback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want some Mega Blocks figures of the um, the. TOS movie uniforms. Ooh, actually, I've got a new idea for a picture. I need to write that down before I forget. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then once you've done that, you can talk about the other Mega Bloks figures. Uh, yeah, they're all great. It's the, it's the best line. Okay, so what's great about them? They're fun. Well, yeah, but what makes them fun, though? Uh, they're articulated. Uh, they're all compatible with each other. Okay. They're iconic enough to be immediately recognizable uh, when you do ridiculous things with them. That's true. They're cheap as shit. Hmm. So it's a good, good licensed product is what I'm hearing. Yes. Uh, and they're compatible with all the other Megabox figures of similar scale, like the Ninja Turtles and Call of Duty and Halo, Assassin's Creed, Terminator. Hmm. Yeah, so we okay. I have to admit, as someone who's who's a little bit on the outside of these kind of toy lines, seeing Mega Blocks and these little niche niche kind of companies make these very specific branded toys is very strange to me. Mega Blocks has carved out a niche for itself by becoming sort of the the nerd brand of building building blocks. Lego is very much the everyman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mega Blocks is kind of the slot that McFarlane Toys was in the late nineties, except it's not shit. Oh, well, boy. yeah, okay, yes. <laughs> but uh, they're picking up the license that the people love that don't necessarily get a lot of attention. And it seems to be doing like okay Trek. for them. Yeah. Yeah, because I see all kind of weird stuff. Like, I'm, it's I'm certainly like... doing better than Creo ever did. Ooh-hoo. Yeah. 
not difficult. Yeah, so I mean, I'm looking at him. I go, well, that's cool and all, but I mean, it looks so different. It's so like specific. I mean, I don't, I don't know how I, I gotta figure out how to explain this better. It's like because I see some, I'm like, wait, they make aliens toys, and they're these tiny little. Who is this for? Who's making these Duplo level aliens toys? You know, it or is whatever. For nerds. Yeah. Um, so if that's the case, then yeah, I guess it's working well because I, I, I'm always surprised to see it. <laughs> oh, because all all our hands are the exact same size. All the accessories are. Mm-hmm. All the joints you can pop and replace any particular one of them. Ah, that's cool. I mean, they're crazy articulated. Hey, XP, what's the count articulation on a basic figure? Um, I know you've done this math. <laughs> if I have, it's not recently, but there's a lot. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, I've seen a few on Twitter. I've seen a few of the pictures you guys have done. I think mainly Hey Mickey. Uh, um, like sixteen on Picard. I just counted. Oh, okay. So sixteen points of articulation. Something about two inches tall. Yeah, that's right, pretty right. good. So yeah, I see these pictures. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting what you can do with them. You can do all kinds of things with them. Yeah, very versatile. Yeah, yeah as long as they're fun, that's the main thing. I mean, I, don't know. I guess I'm at the point now where I'd rather have stuff look good than be fun to play with. So I'm much more like the figurine kind of level. But these do look good. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not like I don't know if I'd want to put them on my shelf though. They're still cl- very clearly. Why would like... you? <laughs> okay. Imagine having a tiny Picard to fiddle with in your desk at work. Well, now we're getting into personal thoughts here. <laughs> <laughs> Like, um, I thought I told you never to bring that up in public. <laughs> no, no, not that little Picard. <laughs> oh, other, other little... bald-headed captain. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I got to take my Captain Picard for a number one. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so, all right, I'm on the Mega Bloks site. So where would their toys be? Because I see like all their kitty stuff. Where's all their okay. like their? The Megablock site is kind of impossible. <laughs> okay, you're going to be easier off searching Amazon. Oh, okay. And I think they're called Mega Constructs now, but uh-huh. you know, whatever. Okay, because they have like Shimmer and Shine and Blaze and Thomas and Friends, and I know that's not them. So where's all their good stuff? Yeah, search Amazon for Mega Constructs. And then oh, wait, no, it's at the very bottom. It's this tiny little thing at the bottom. It has its own website. Okay. Found it. Found it. Yeah, here's all the cool stuff. Man, they got, like, Despicable Me. They got all kinds of shit. No, Holy cool crap. stuff. We're talking about cool stuff. They've got a Pokemon there. line now. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, look, they even have, uh, like, users post their own pictures and stuff up to the site. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, Call of Duty, Halo, Destiny. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember the Destiny ones. Have two different versions of the TMNT, like the old Eastman and Laird, and then the new cartoony versions. They also Actually, did um, there's, there's three different versions. Yeah, they the did the black and white black ones and white. too. Yeah. Oh yeah, with the red bandanas. Yeah, there yeah. we go. And the entire oh, line is in black and white. Like oh, it's ink. fucking red. See, yeah. now th- okay, I have to. Okay, I see your point. That would look good on a shelf. The little the black and white Eastman and Laird ones. I yeah, think. Okay. I think the comic ones are Toys R Us exclusive. I have not seen them anywhere else. I, I think you're right. Oh, they do look great, though. Wow, man, look at the detail and the colors. Yeah. Yeah, I started but, buying the um, Halo ones when they redesigned the body uh, a few years ago, because at that point they were just tiny little perfectly articulated action figures, and you could get five of them for $15. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, wow. the Call of Duty ones, uh, the rifles and shit are modular. Yeah. You can change out different barrels, clips, stocks, handles, scopes. And, and I see they even have they have sets, figures, and then weapons, and they have a whole page on just the weapons that you get. You know, when you buy the packs. Yeah. Huh. That's adorable. That's <laughs> The the line with the Picard and the Borg drone in it is they're four ninety seven at Walmart. So under five bucks. Yes. Which is wow. a little bit high for what you get compared to some of the other uh buying options for Mega Bloks figures. But as far as impulse buy goes, it's about perfect. Yeah, it, it still works. Uh also the Borg drone comes with extra Borg parts where you can Borg a five Picard. Oh nice. Okay, all right. Well, okay, so, okay, I see Worlds, but I don't see Star Trek anywhere. Where would it be, then? It might be too new for the website. Yeah, they just got announced, like, at San Diego Comic-Con, and they're already on shelves. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you're guys already playing with them. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, huh. I saw somebody post a picture of them one morning, and it's like, wait, are those for real, or did somebody fake <laughs> those? Because that was, like, the first I heard about was somebody putting a picture on Twitter with no source. Mm-hmm. Then I spent, oh. you know, 20 minutes searching, trying to find if there was any mention of these anywhere else. Because I didn't really get somebody, excited. Somebody made Fallout 4 custom figures. I don't know if they're based, probably based on Call of Duty, but they made a little Mr. Handy and a Fallout 4 uh, vault, vault person. Oh, there's a new wave of Coopers coming out where they're doing Fry from Futurama. Hmm. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. <laughs> and it comes with him holding money. <laughs> <laughs> And there we go. My favorite thing about awesome. Mega Bloks, though, is um, like the figures are great, but then like two times a year, you can find a bunch of kits marked down at Ross and TJ Maxx. Yeah, uh, they get marked down a lot. Uh -huh. and Toys R Us always has a sale. It's, doing... it's not Malcolm exactly because the line doesn't do well. I think it's just because like they're highly motivated to keep the uh, selection fresh. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, yeah, that's the thing about stuff like this. You have to keep new things coming all the time, so people keep buying them. Because mm -hmm. either you have people who buy everything, or you have people who only buy certain things, and they won't buy anything until you give them the right thing. You hear that, uh, Hasbro? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm a dumbass, and even I know that. <laughs> well, especially when it comes to like you know collector stuff like this. Which is funny because the most most people in my life, I'm a super huge nerd who has toys on shelves and stuff like this. But compared to you guys, I'm a normie. I mean, how many swords do you own, Scott? That was what? How many swords do you own? Uh, a lot. <laughs> is the answer one? Uh, you're more. not normal. <laughs> okay, okay. How about this? Not only do I own more than one, I have about half a dozen on my walls in the living room. That my wife allowed. Yeah, well, that's easier to justify than a, that's easier to justify than a shelf of action figures because, like, those could be considered as like art pieces. Yes, like they're and... they're more easily disguisable to the casuals. You should be allowed to keep an like an axe in the kitchen, like stuck into a chopping block. <laughs> I like this. Cool. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I will discuss. Oh it. my god. In the Halo weapon section here on the Megablox site, uh, they actually have a weapon for the Boomco Red Blaster. Boomco Red Blaster. The, the, the Nerf gun made by Boomco, the shape of the Halo rifle, just red. Huh. It has a separate entry in the Halo armory. 
Okay, I, I gotta find this shit now. <laughs> okay, armory. You want to take? I'll, I'll just link yep. straight to it. There it is. No, no, I got it. I found it. Boomco blaster. That's adorable. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, nerd culture has definitely hit a a a. a prime. It's cannibalistic at this point, really. That's where I was going. It's gotten so big that it can now feed on itself, and it's a good thing. I mean, it's not. It doesn't seem desperation. In the short it's like, well, term, it's a good it. thing. But also prevents us from getting new things. Yes. Uh, see also where TV has been for the last ten years. <laughs> yeah. Our movies. Yeah, I was going to actually amend that to major media in general. Yeah, uh, I don't know many people that would disagree. Stupid people. <laughs> you hear that, listeners? <laughs> 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 Yeah, sorry. I didn't. I didn't. I apologize for pluralizing that. <laughs> Hi, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Who am I kidding? My mom doesn't listen to my show. No, no. She sure, wants yeah. to continue. She's just in the hall, right? Yeah. She wants to continue to love you, so <laughs> just safer for everybody. Well, it's difficult sometimes. Oh, wow. Yeah, boy, the little figurines are just really neat looking. Yeah, the Call of Duty ones are all, like, kind of badass looking. But they're all got these little stubby Megablock bodies. <laughs> yeah, but, like, since I've been handling uh, the super articulated figures, like, all I can think of is this is what G.I. Joe needs to be to move into the future. Yeah. Well, quality-wise... So, like, Call of Duty ones even have, like, tiny little knives you can plug into their belts so they yeah. can hold. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking, like, do, do they need to be the same height, or do they need to be the same level of quality? Well, both. Yes. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, you want them to just really be that... Say, I, messing with the size of G.I. Joe's messes with me. I don't know if I can agree with that. That's because you're wrong. No, see, the thing is, like, you need <laughs> to do this because then you can sell a lot of figures at once for not a huge amount of money. And they are also small enough, then, to have, uh, like, a large selection of vehicles be a practical thing to produce. Yeah, but there's something so cool about G.I. Joe vehicles them being so fucking huge. That was so much fun about them. Yes, but they're well, completely commercial. Like they're completely commercially impractical. I guess. Is the problem. There's little stubby legs. He's riding a horse. He's got little stubby legs. Yep, fucking reins. <laughs> <laughs> Is he on the plains of Africa? He's not Toto ugly. He's just, you know, average. <laughs> no, the range oh, and the planes are mainly in Spain. Okay, so the vehicle, I'm looking at an infantry scout car, which is a Jeep. Just call it a Jeep. Uh, but it, it, apparently that's that's a bunch of blocks you put together? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Uh, they All have right, so really not... nice building kits in terms of, uh, like, what the thing looks like when it's finished. Yeah, if it looks anything like the picture, that's pretty rad. Yeah. Okay, here's an Assassin's Creed one. Oh, wow. How swashbuckly. Mm -hmm. Wow, look at the color and the, the painting and the detail. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know this is like a studio photo, but whatever. Oh, speaking of studio photos, damn XV. <laughs> You've been picking up your fucking game recently. I'm trying. Thank you. 
I mean, seriously, like uh, the ones with the Optimus and all that kind of stuff, It's they're so clear in that mirrored black finish on the table that you have. That's How awesome. How in the fuck do you keep that dust free? What black yeah. magic are you using? Uh, microfiber cloth every three shots. Okay. <laughs> really impressive. I mean, I guess I'm not, I'm not like good at that kind of stuff or know much about it, but that is professional level looking shit. Thank you. He came to work. Yeah. It's cost a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get the lights and everything. I don't know what kind of camera you're using. It's just crystal clear. Man, the just, um, camera is a Canon PowerShot G9X, which is it's just like a little Canon point-and-shoot, but it's got a bigger-than-typical sensor. Fortmax, what are you doing? Getting tired. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, we should talk about Bach Cop before Fort Max has to go to bed. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Um, he likes wet bananas. <laughs> so, it's so funny, because anything that pops up in, 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 in my feed, my Twitter feed, there's a few things now because of the current situation in the country and everything. Uh, there's, like, two topics. There's a couple, a little bit of science, but it's mainly politics and shit. It's all serious. Oh, my God, we're all going to die kind of stuff. And then Bach Cop. Just like there's, there's like this, there's this keening noise from out of the cacophony, <laughs> and I can like hear it in this different voice whenever I read one of his tweets. <laughs> Just bananas taste better when they're wet. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, the, the president today said this terrible thing, and all this terrible shit's going on in the world. Herba derba derba. I like wet bananas. Oh, okay. <laughs> He just says it with this conviction and clarity that it's not insanity. It must be genius. I just, I want to know how he made the determination that bananas taste better when they're wet. Like, what was the circumstance where he first had a wet banana? And when did he fry <laughs> banana? Bananas taste better when they're wet. Uh, or maybe, uh, what if he's talking about banana chips? Maybe he's eating banana chips and they're gross. Or is like like a bowl of like even like a bowl of cereal, put them in milk. Oh, maybe that's yeah. What either of those two explanations work. Yeah, the but point the way is he's phrased it is mysterious. Yeah, the point is that there is like some backstory to this tweet that we just are not getting. That Did he make really the banana important. on wet on purpose? Right, I'm gonna ask. Is it wet with water or some other form of liquid, <laughs> like Astroglide? <laughs> Yeah, did he drop the banana into, like, a full sink of dishwater at some point? <laughs> or did it do a cycle in the dishwasher? Did he take it to the bathtub with him? Oh, I do <laughs> just like, I do like just the standing that... in the shower eating a banana. <laughs> that, that honestly sounds something like something he would do. <laughs> I mean, honestly. That'd be a good Tinder photo. <laughs> Standing in the shower, Tender. sensually eating a banana. Not not sensually, like with like you hold you got the banana like open in one hand, and the hand you got like a knife and you're cutting up pieces of banana to eat. <laughs> and you're just in the shower while you do it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a shower cap. Yeah, that that would probably help. Uh, and the soap on a rope around your neck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's just one of those things that it just it just shone like the like the like the bat beacon out of the the, the bat beacon. 
you heard me. You know, you know the beacon for a bat. Yeah, for for for, for bat for Batman, the spotlight thing, the bat signal. <laughs> I got there. It's <laughs> showing like the like the bat signal out of the the craziness of Twitter. Eh, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to elevate that a little. <laughs> it's going to be so interesting to have your wife on the show next week. Yeah. Oh, so it's next week, Sub Rosa. Uh, according yep. to the schedule, yes. Okay, good. What's yeah, the week after that? Bus. <laughs> I'll aboard the bus, bus. <laughs> so somebody, uh, somebody should probably inform him he's expected to be here on the 4th. <laughs> uh, that's Labor Day, correct? Um, oh, first, no. The first Monday of September. Okay. Well, uh, Luke said he'd be available on Labor Day. So do we want to delay? Yeah, we'll push bus back. Okay. Cause... The bus is running a little late. Because <laughs> I assume there's more opportunity for bus to be here than there will be for Luke. Right. Yes. Uh, then we'll, we will need to pick a new episode for September 4th. Um, but we can worry about that later. What were we going to be doing on September 4th? The episode with Tasha's sister. Oh, yeah, she was hot. I had such a crush on her. With that... You know, she came from a completely failed colony. I know. I like that in a woman. <laughs> it was a completely so, failed colony, but they had done away with the rape gangs by that point. <laughs> it was a completely failed, completely failed colony. <laughs> there were no rape gangs. Yeah, it was very nice. <laughs> the domes were intact. Yeah. Anyway, good night. Good night. Good night. All right, now that she's gone, we can have some real fun. <laughs>